Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the One Point Safety Show. Thanks for being with us. Um, yet again, a brilliant week for our podcast. We're going through the roof on numbers, so really appreciate you following, subscribing, and uh, downloading. So I'm joined today. I'm Scott Hartley. I'm joined by my co-host, Scouse Andy. How are you doing, Scouse? Do you have a great Christmas? Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, good to meet up with some family and friends, and yeah, it was it was, it was very nice. How about yourself? Yeah, it was a good, quiet one. Um, spent it with the, the children and uh, my wife, which was great, just having the family around. Um, but it's nice just to have that time off work, I think, really, and just have a bit of a rest. But mm. unfortunately, there's no rest for the wicked when we come to Commanderland. So, um, mm, yep, another short podcast this week, or we hope so. So if you're out walking your dog or doing your shopping, <laughs> download, subscribe, do the usual. Uh, we thank you for it. Our numbers, as I said, seem to be uh, going from strength to strength. So we're really lucky. Um, Thanks, we've been lucky. Yeah, thank you for doing that. We've been lucky enough to. Um, you may have seen us around on other podcasts. So shout out to um, the Burgundy Zone and uh, the Bunker Podcast. So thank you for having us on and the Bleeding Burgundy Podcast as well. While we're here, so to start us off, then Scouse, thirty-seven to twenty loss against San Francisco. It'll drop in us down to seven and seven and one, and that one is important. Mm-hmm. Um, told you what it would, you, be. I told you it would be. be. Yeah, you were right. Told you. So, what what do you think of the game? Then, what were your thoughts initially on the game? Uh, there was there was good and bad. Uh, you know, we held our own for quite some time in that game. Uh, defense held up reasonably well, especially in the first kind of you know quarter, quarter and a half. But um, when you're um, when you're leaving the other team basically in our territory when they start their drives near enough all the time. And I think the stat I found was something like 67% of actually um, the, the offensive plays for the Niners were actually in our territory. What a so, stat that is. So that is, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool stat, but obviously it shows how bad we were as in like what we were yeah. doing. We obviously went forward and forth down a couple of times yeah. and, you know, obviously turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. So when you have something like that happen, you know you're going to get smoked. And that's basically what happened. Our defense couldn't hold out with repetitively being, you know, backed up against their own end zone, basically. So, you know, we I I expected them to put 30 plus on us. Um, I actually had a better on it. Um, I put I put down 30, I put down 34-17. That was my actual bet. Um, yeah, we would have won a grand if that came in. So I'm a bit pissed off oh. at that one. So so not far away from that, really, was I? So three points either way. Yeah. Um, but and that's the first team to put 30 on us this season as well. And I, but I had a feeling he would. Um uh yeah, so it's 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 a shame really because I thought Taylor played quite well, especially first half. Um then as you go into it, you look in middle of the third, he starts to get a bit etchy, bit sketchy, and then obviously the fourth quarter was just a nightmare where there were too many turnovers and you know, two turnovers, and that's just you know in our in our territory, and that's just not good enough, and you know, they punished us. Yeah, I think we'll come on to the uh, quarter, another quarterback controversy in uh, Washington. What else is new? 
Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we didn't give ourselves much of a shot um, going into this game um, as fans. And I'll be perfectly honest, I probably think the coaching staff were exactly the same. You know, you're going up against the number one defence and what, in my opinion, is the number one team in the NFC. I honestly think these could give Philly an, an, a go at any stage and the Cowboys or whoever, Minnesota, the ones with the I better mean, the records blueprint, within the league. The blueprint's there, isn't it? We're the only yeah, team to is. do it. Well, the blueprint's there, and the fact Niners are probably the best team to do that same type of game. Um, so yeah, I so think, definitely, I definitely think the Ray Ray McLeod, um, the Ray oh, Ray McLeod killer. touchdown was a killer. killer. Um, you know, I know that was even, I think that might have even been seven to zero at that point, but mm. the 71 yard run, um, you know, you can't be giving that up, unfortunately. I mean, that's that, I mean, defense wise, not bad. I mean, you think about like, mm-hmm. I think we only kept. McCaffrey to like four yards a carry or three point six yards a carry, yep. I mean, and that's and that's class because obviously he's one of the best in the NFL. So it was just obviously those stats kill you. Those ones like that, you know, mm-hmm. the seventy yard seventy yard run. Um, you know, Kittle killing us as well. Another stat was Kittle was fifty five percent of their actual offensive yards was via wow. him, fifty five percent. And yeah, so you know, so if we had had a chance to stop him, so if we had like say Cam Curl playing, we'd have had a chance. Because he would have got, he would have got nowhere near that type of numbers. Yeah, I think Cam Curl was a massive miss. Um, it was mm-hmm. a real, real miss for us. Um, and and what's really interesting, I saw a stat again. Um, was we were we are one in six when he's not in in the in the team, and it makes it, you know, it makes a huge <laughs> difference. Important. Yeah, he important. is that important, especially when you when you think about it. You shouldn't be relying on a seventh round pick like that. But we all know he's not a seventh round pick. He's playing like a first rounder, We've and got I think. Lucky if, there. We did. We, we found a gem. With it. We found a gem. And don't don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, that was the last. Um, you know, people go on about like, oh yeah, we're good at uh, late round picks. It's Kyle well, Smith, wasn't it? He was exactly. He was Kyle Smith's last draft, mm-hmm. so it wasn't actually our guys at all. And then last season's ones, who do we have in the seventh and the sixth? Well, we did have a sixth rounder, but seventh rounder we got Chris Paul hasn't played a game. Who's the other seventh rounder? Holmes got smoked Holmes. when he played. Got smoked when he played. Um, you know, so fifth rounders. Turner done nothing. Fifth round and Howell hasn't played. So you can't really say that this team is actually good in the later rounds. That was on Kyle Smith. We're not good. The Hernies and, and the Martys are just not good. You know, it's proven. Uh, so more consent. I mean, we hit on our third rounders, tend to hit on our third rounders more than anything. But but yeah, with these with the Hernies and uh, sorry, the Hernies, the Martys in charge, they're the ones who are killing us, man, and these and these lower ends. So so I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned for going into this draft anyway. But be interesting that because I think we're going to probably end up doing this when the season ends. We'll regrade our. Um, we'll have we'll have a look actually because we had a question from Mike, so it's worth oh, bringing right. that yeah, up yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Mike, for reaching out to us on Twitter, and we'll bring that up towards the end at any other business. I'll just quickly mm. run through the stats then. So we had Taylor Heineke, thirteen of eighteen hundred and sixty-six yards, two TDs, and an INT. Uh, Carson Wentz came in 12 of 16, 123, 1 TD. B-Rob, 22 carries, 58 yards. Mm. Terry McLaurin, 4 for 77 and a TD. John Jahan Dotson, 6 uh, carries, 76 for a TD. Samuel, 5 carries, 52 and a TD. And then on the defensive side, you've got Defoe, with, was the highest um, rater on there with a tackle, three tackles, one interception. Jerome Payne, St. Juice, Smith-Williams all got a sack. 
and Chase Young batted a ball down. Singh Jew's got a stack. I didn't see that. Yeah, he did. I yeah. think it's because he ran him out. I don't think it was an actual sack. Oh, I think it was okay. classed as he, a sack. He banged up, man, big time. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, fair play, he gutted it out, but he's, but he was the, nowhere near ready to no, play that wasn't. game, man. And on nowhere the stat near. sheet, it, on the stat sheet, it went down as a sack. So um, nah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But I mean, overall, play calling was pretty abysmal. Um, I thought <laughs> from the offensive side, we've I don't talked expect about it. anything different. To be fair, anymore. I mean, you know, uh, Scott Turner is what he is. We've seen him for well, uh, what's it, what's it, what's this season for him? Is this his third year as well? As, yes, as, it is, as yeah. coordinator. Yeah. So you know, I mean, first season it looked fresh, it looked a little different, it looked pretty good. Second season, shocking, and you blamed it on the quarterback. And this year, same thing again. You know what I mean? So I mean, you know, every, every everybody week I can I can call out Scott Turner. Do you know what I mean? He's just he's just he's just shocking, man. I can't wait until he goes. And do you, do you think it was the O line was the struggle this week? They obviously you can't oh, protect man. in any way, massively. shape, or form. I mean, I mean that'd be part of my sizzle to be fair, but it would be okay. the O line. But we'll but um, you know, we'll we'll leave it there it. with that one. Yeah, then, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine, mate. <laughs> so yeah, overall, not a great day. We obviously didn't give ourselves much of a hope anyway beforehand, and now we've got these two games both at home against the Browns and the Cowboys to cement our place in the postseason, which is going to be tough. Um, and we'll come on to that a little bit later on. So this moves us into quite nicely into the news side of it. So the big news, obviously, out of the out of Washington is that we have now named Carson Wentz as the starter moving forward for the Browns game. Uh, thoughts on changing up at quarterback, Andy? Do you think it was uh, time to do it, or yes and no? I, th- I think I think that's the answer. Really, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a Taylor Hive guy at, at all, but. I don't care who's quarterback as long as you're winning. You know what I mean? And um and obviously Taylor was winning. Okay, the last couple of games he hasn't. And and that's the reason why they're pulling him. So I can understand why they're pulling him. Um, but I do but I do think about the he actually played, I say he played pretty well, I thought, in in that Niners game. He played better than I thought he would. Um and he could and he, he played a bit like that. He, he knew that this was his last game unless he I mean, and if he messed up, he was going to be pulled and he and he was. Um, you know, but I think it was on the O line that caused that. To be fair, that that fumble, that's 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 yeah. sack that that you couldn't see. Um, Lucas man, shocking. But anyway, um, but from from uh from that side, I can understand why Wentz is now back in. He's he, he paid twenty eight million for the dude. Do you know what I mean? Um, and we're meant to now have a better run game than we did when he first played in it early on in the season. So I can understand again why one wants to get him back in the team. Uh, he wants to prove that he's right. Obviously, that, that that's the the vanity side of it and the ego side of it. But the other one is probably that um, that you'd say he has yeah he's more explosive. You know I mean, he, he can create more explosive plays and as not not running. I mean by throwing the ball. Um, and I think that's the that's the reason why he can put points up quick. And we've got the we've got the receivers to do. We just haven't got the old line to keep them upright, and, and that's what I'm worried about going into these last two games or or yeah. playoff game. Yeah, there's two things I would garner from that as well in in favour of Wentz, and I'm not a Wentz lover or a Heineke lover. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think either of these quarterbacks are going to be here next season. Um, what we have obviously talked about ad nauseum, I think, is Taylor Heineke's height. And that he can't necessarily mm. see the plays developing. Um, and we, yeah. we noticed he's that got he holds a on. With a, sorry, mate. Um, yeah, he yeah, plays with a lot of anticip- he plays with a lot of anticipation, doesn't he? He has to throw, especially over the middle. That's why he doesn't really throw it there too much. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he has to try and 
no, because he can't see over his line. The line is too big, basically. And so he has to go to the sides. Yeah, there's no other option. Sides, or if he throws it over the middle, it's kind of like an anticipation thing and there's hope that the guy's there. Do you know what I mean? So so I definitely understand where you're coming from there. And then we've we've noticed that, like, you know, <clears throat> I know the flicked ball further out when Wentz was under pressure in the 49ers game. We've mm. seen that Wentz is a bigger guy, so he can step up into the pocket a bit more and give himself a little bit of a less pressure. So if the pressure's coming through the from the sides, you've got the opportunity to to step up the middle um, as long as the pressure's not coming from the middle. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you noticed it and Burroughs noticed it and we were all sat next to each other week one. We saw the catch for Terry McClure and you called it. Um, so did Burroughs. You said this is a touchdown to Terry off the, off the right-hand side. We saw that exact play, exact drop, exact route for Taylor Heineke against the Giants in the Giants' first game in uh, MetLife. And it was about 45 yards to the corner for Curtis Samuel. Great play at the time, and we were all excited by it. But when you mm-hmm. see it side by side, you can see the difference in the arm talent there. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, Wentz can be ex- more explosive and has got a bigger arm. Um, you know, and, and also, I don't know if you remember a while ago when he was playing for the Eagles, he absolutely thread a ball into the end zone and it killed us. And I, I want to oh, see... Oh, yeah, it was a laser, wasn't it? You know it? the I one I'm one. talking yeah, about? Yeah, right, the, right the end, edge of the end zone. On the, yeah, it's the plays like that that you know you can get. And I'm hoping that the red zone efficiency is going to be better because, again, this drives down to coaching. Um, and play call him because through the tw- between the twenties we're brilliant. We can get you know we can get right down. We can control the line of the the, the time of possession. We can put together you know 10, 12, 14 plus play drives. We just can't seem to get the ball in the end zone. No matter what we try and do, whether we scheme it up, whether we throw it, run it, it it's just not working for whatever reason. And that is holding us back. Taking three points every two minutes is not. It's something that we can do. We have to score seven, especially against these better sides within the league. Yeah, because we can't rely. I mean, our defense is very good, but you've got to understand that you can't always continually rely on them to 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 keep them to you know 15, 17 points. Uh, Which, to be fair, they have been doing. But been, at the same time, saying, you, you, we have a yeah. good defense. You know, we have a yeah. good defense. It's an elite. It's, elite. <clears throat> yeah, it's a top. It really I, I reckon it's a top five, top six defense. I reckon. Uh, overall, when everyone's fit and everyone's playing, yeah. you know, um, obviously, but like any team, you could say, well, you know, if all our starters were playing, we'd be better as well, and blah blah blah. But I get, but we are, we have a good defense. Um, I just don't like what this game came along with 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 Del Rio's uh, soft zone and all that. Again, yeah. he went back to the, his old ways of playing. He was not aggressive, and he caught and 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 eventually it cost us in this game. But, um, but but. Yeah. On flip side, you know, you've got you mentioned yourself there. It's red zone. Red zone is the killer, man. Thing is, it's, it, the two major stats you got to look at and it, how a team wins or loses a game is red zone efficiency and third downs. Yeah, they're the two main ones. If you're if you've got a team who's doing really well in those two areas, very very rare you see them lose. Very rare you see that team lose. But we're crap at, at both those. No, in general, we are. We are. Both <laughs> the other thing as well, the other thing as well, Scouts, is you can't um, rely on your defense to bail you out of games when they're going to be tired. If you're completely going four and out every, you know, three, yeah. three, uh, oh, punt, punt, punt every, you know, every set, every set. Yeah, or even worse, going for it and fourth and losing it and kind of like around thirty-five yard line. You know, like they did against the Niners. Do you see what I mean? It's, I think I think the two-point try. I wasn't bothered about the two-point try at the time when it was pinned back. I thought that was a, a, a fair enough decision, but the the first one going from fourth down, I'm you know when you you're giving them possession inside your thirty five yard line, that yeah. that was a bit yeah. I mean, no no riverboat runs riverboat run, but 
I mean, yeah, the thing it's is, though, it's, it's like, fair enough, if you're going to go for it fourth and one, you don't want to put your smallest QB in there, do you? He doesn't really do quarterback sneaks. Have you, have you seen him the all season? He doesn't do any quarterback sneaks. So you can see and, he was hesitant. And I think so, we've spoke about this before, and you said 99.9% of yeah. times that should work. Yeah, you knew that. But for us, it doesn't work. because our guys, our guy. What you should have done for that, if you if either throw either, either if you're going to do a, a, a kind of a sneak or a, or a run play like that, you know, why don't you have B Rob as the fullback in that position and just give him the actual ball there? You know, if he can't get half a yard, then he's not. He shouldn't be on the field. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, Heineke was very hesitant, and that's what cost us the, the yard there. Really, he, 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 I don't know where to go, and then he just got hit straight away. When you know, if you had Wentz in there, even if you just had Wentz in there doing that, just one play, you you just put his arm out and he got the yard. Do you see what I mean? So because he's a lot taller, he so is, yeah, it just, it just didn't help. make any sense. It just didn't make any sense from Scott Turner. It felt like that he was trying to set Heineke up, man. Like I mentioned on previous pods, man. I think I think he set up Heineke so bad in this game, and yeah, Heineke actually tried to basically stuck a finger up at Scott Turner and said, "I can still do it." Do you know what I mean? But those two turnovers, that's what cost him his, his job, basically. We've got to mention it. Chase Young's back. Um, you know, he played yeah, a lot played more well, snaps man. than we thought he was going to play. Um, what were your thoughts on Chase's performance? Um, yeah, he in played the game? very well. I mean, you know, it felt like he hadn't really missed a beat, really, which is, which is all you can ask for from the guy. You know, um, he's, uh, you know, he had, he had a nice, uh, a nice blocked uh, pass. Uh, but what I was more, what I was more uh, impressed with was. He was still using his brain as well because sometimes, as, as a as an edge rusher, you just go, "Well, you know what? I'm just gonna get the quarterback," you know. But um, there was there was one play there that um, Purdy was looking for uh, McCaffrey in the flat as as his check down, and and Chase read it because he, he went to chase he went to rush the quarterback and then he realized, "Oh no, I, I'm I'll draw, I'm gonna drop," and he, and he read it and then Purdy was like, "Oh shit!" And he had to, I think he ran I think he ran it out over over the other side of the field, but just shut it down completely. And that's just using his brain, working football brain at the time. So, so that's nice that he's been out for 13 months and he could do that and he could re- read that. That's great to see. I, th- I think you mentioned it on other pods and <clears> you <throat> absolutely spot on what you were saying um, was that he's bought into the scheme mm-hmm. and it looks like he's doing his own, he's doing his own, uh, he's not doing his own thing, going off design, which I think you mentioned it and I don't know if you want to mention it now. Is that you saying he was humbled or you thought you thought the injuries yeah, humbled him a definitely, bit? Yeah, definitely. definitely humbled him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about the first season, it was it was defensive rookie of the year. It was everyone was licking his ass, which is fine because obviously he played well and you know, he deserved the, he deserved the title of defensive rookie of the year. Second season comes along and then he starts having this big ego, doesn't listen to the scheme, just does what he wants. And didn't and didn't do anything. So he ended up, you know, and then he got injured about eight games in, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, but he had like one sack. He wasn't he wasn't doing any contain. He wasn't he wasn't playing to the scheme. So he, he just kept making our defense look a lot worse than what it should have been. And we played against very good sides that year as well. We had like elite quarterbacks. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, that was a punishing schedule. That, that's it, that one. And we needed Young on the ball rather than doing his own thing. And I think Sweat was doing the same thing. Actually, I'm going to call out Sweat on that. Both of them were trying to do their own thing and just kind of left everyone, like Allen and, and Payne, just it was ineffective for most games. Um, but yeah, and I think but I think that's why last better. season we saw that it looked like it was we were better without Chase Young. And I mm. think that was because people were bought into the scheme. But when you watch yeah. Chase on, on Saturday... I had to mm-hmm. think what day it was then. Um, he did seem to be bought into the to the scheme and, and doing what he was asked to, to do. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, for me, we, we graded it. I think on um, on Kyle's pod, and you know, for me, it's a it's a solid B plus. 
um, the mm. way he came back. I was really encouraged to see him press off that leg um, and, and and prove that the knee was there. I mean, we've talked about it on this show. Um, that it's about getting hit on that knee and understanding I can play mm-hmm. football. You know, it's it was a mental hurdle rather than a physical hurdle for, for Chase mm-hmm. Young, for, in, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's great to see him back and we can have him now firing for these next two games and then beyond if needs be. I mean, he's, you know, he's a born winner. He's going to want to be playing in the postseason, no doubt about it. Um, <clears throat> then hopefully he goes into the off season, has a healthy off season, and he's raring to go 100% fit coming into next year, which will be brilliant. Um, we've got a bit of news going on in um, in Washington here. So we've got what we what you've t- uh, deemed the hog problem. So I don't know if you oh, yeah. uh, want to yeah. speak on that really. I mean, I've I've got a, a, it up here on our um, on our WhatsApp chat group. So looking at this, uh, Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders are trying to profit out of the organization of the original Hogs legacy by taking the trademark and associated goodwill with the brand um, of the original Hogs. The commanders are using the original Hogs brand for commercial purposes with no compensation. So O-Line Entertainment LLC, as they're called, are suing Dan Snyder, which is Joe Jacoby, Mark May, John Riggins, Fred Dean and Doc Walker. Um, what do you think of this? Do you think this is just a play because they're using the hog mascot and they're using the hogs as a whole? I mean, this this Sunday, it's a celebration to the hogs, um, mm-hmm. I believe is what they're going back. And they've known about this for quite a long time. I'm not here to defend Dan Snyder in any way, shape or form or the organization. But mm-hmm. it just seems like it's one step forward, two steps back every, you know, every two minutes. There's always some there's always sort of something. field drama. There's always isn't something, man. Um, so uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on this? Is it a bit of I a mean, non-story or? No, I think it is a bit of a story. I, I just think it's it's not as big as everyone was making it out to be, though. You know, at the end of the day, it is a mascot. And then it is, it is mostly for the kids, really, more than adults. Now, we don't really, as, as adults, we don't really care about mascots, being honest. Well, I know I, know I don't anyway. Um, so, you know, so, um, so from that side of things, I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too bothered about it. But I think I understand where the hogs are coming from. You know, it was them. It was their name. It was something that they created together as a unit when they were playing, and they won things. Um, and we and we still give them a lot of love as well. And and this is another thing of, if you're going to flip it on the side of the, the commanders them, themselves, they're going to say, well, this is about love and respect for you. You know, um, but you've got to. They want basically. They they want pain. That's basically what it is. If if the commanders are making money out of the hogs name, they want to make it their cut out of it, and that's what I think it is. So, um, but obviously Dan Snyder and all the rest of it are going. Well, actually, no, we'll, we'll just take we'll just trademark it. Now the thing is, is that if you're going to try and sue someone like Dan Snyder, you better be that your case is absolutely airtight because he will he, he will keep you in he will keep you in um, court for decades. Do you know what I mean? He loves to go to court for over somebody and over something. He loves it. So he's got he's if, got a lot of money and he's got good. He's lawyers. got a lot of money. He's got big <laughs> lawyers. Exactly, exactly. So he, he he's 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 chilling. Do you know what I mean? But if you're gonna do that, it would have been smart to trademark the hog's name. Yeah, it would have been. And they haven't it got would've. it. They they've never, they haven't got the trademark. So that's why that's why you're saying the commands are trademark trying to trademark the hogs. You see what I mean? So if that's the case, then you know you you you're going off goodwill and and good gestures and all that. The problem is if you're going to take someone to court, you better be legally sound. And the thing is, the hogs don't have a leg to stand on legally, even though it is their name and, and all the rest of it, and the nostalgia of it. And to be fair, I, I'd like us to keep our past, but yeah. but at the end of the day, they're there for the handout. 
Um, and they just want to cause some shit, personally. I mean, you know, I'm... I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what the situation... I don't know what, truly what, what what to think of it, really. I'm just thinking, they want the handout. They want the, they want their cut of the of the new Hogs trademark and everything else, the brand that's going to come off come off of that storm from this week. Um, and if they don't get it, they'll, they'll take him to court or threaten with court anyway, uh, even though you don't threaten Dan Snyder with court, mate. You just, <laughs> yeah. That's just stupid, you know what I mean? There's one other bit of news here was the bidding process on the uh, on the team for selling the entirety of the team, as I'm led to believe. I haven't heard anything other from media um, outlets or social media or anyone tweeting about it. It looks to be confirmed that Dan is trying to sell the team in its entirety and that the bidding finished. Uh, I think it was Tuesday it finished. Um, and it was in, we haven't heard actually what's happened or who has bid. There's been potentially names put forward for it, but we've heard that the bids have been in excess of 7 billion, which we spoke about on, I think our second show, we spoke about um, Dan Snyder and what the bidding would be. And you said it would be in excess of seven and you said up to potentially 9 billion, if I remember you saying rightly. Um, I think I came out and said, you probably need 10 to 11 bill um, if you're going to include a, a stadium rebuild. Um, so deep pockets for some people out there. <laughs> And to try and buy this team, but we've heard that bids have been in excess of seven billion. What are your thoughts on that? And do you know anyone that you're looking at in particular to be the new owner? Um, from the names, uh, we know we know the usual the usual culprits. You know, you got you got your your Bezos and you got the um, uh, Jay Z partnership and things like that. But there's also one in there that's quite interesting for me, um, and I've something I've got a little bit of an idea about is is John Henry and and FSG. Um, that's that's John Henry's the main principal owner of FSG basically. Um, but he owns Liverpool Football Club, uh, and I'm a big Liverpool fan as well. So, um, so I know all about what he is is as an owner, and he's a very good owner. Uh, he is. He's really good. He's, he, um, you know, he's looking to sell Liverpool for about five billion dollars. So I think that's where he's getting most of his dollar from to try and pay for the for the for the commanders. Um, but when he took over us, we we were we were near, near enough bankrupt. We you know we think we were going out of business in about three months. I think if they didn't come in, um, they bought the club, re-renovated our stadium, which would cost I think three hundred million pounds, something like that. Um, and then over the last twelve, they've owned us for twelve years, and uh, and basically they took us from basically us being a top six, maybe just touch a top four once in a while. To actually winning, winning the lot. We, we, we've won everything under under his ownership. Yeah. We've won the league, the Champions League, the the World Club Cup, everything that you could think of. We've won it with him and with them as owners. Uh, and so they've always given us. They've been very shrewd in investment. Don't get me wrong, but they but with the amount of money that the, the, the NFL generates, it's like double, three times what the, even the Premier League generates. And the Premier League generates a lot of money. Um, so the you know for a fact that he's going to use that money effectively and, and he, that he's going to produce a good solid team and a good culture around the place. Um, so for me, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to get John Henry in personally, just from my experience of him being at Liverpool. So it's from one club to another then. So if he sells yeah, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, going to be, ha yeah. you're going to be I happy. I think I had the phone call with him and said, hey, John, yeah. you know what you should do, mate? You should buy the commanders, yeah. You're going to Definitely. sell Liverpool. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll have to think, I suppose we'll have to wait out and see on that, on who who's going to bid mm. for what and who. I mean, there's loads there. Byron out. Allen as well, yeah. the, the dude that everyone's thinking that that'd be great because he'd be a minority owner, you know, black, black guy. And 
Um, and I think that's and, who and the that NFL kind of wanted because obviously he tried to, to he, yeah, yeah, he tried to he tried to build and buy the uh, the Brett Denver Broncos, which didn't happen. But again, but again he, he, paid, I don't like, think he, he, he offered four billion for that. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna take double that, including the stadium. Yeah. Well, it definitely cost seven and a half bill. It's probably seven and a half billion right now. It's probably the top. That's probably where it's at at the moment. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're going to need at least another billion, maybe even more. Because don't forget, well, I think, probably two. I reckon. I mean, yeah. I mean, didn't SoFi cost something like two to three one, billion? Was it one point seven or something like that? I thought so it was more than cost, that, but, um, it might be more yeah. than that. I don't know. But yeah, you know, it's um, it's big dollar, man. And, and, and exactly prime prime real estate as well in DC. Oh, right. You know, the cost of the cost of building. Especially as if you well. get it in DC. I mean, that's amazing. Well, if you get it back it. in DC. It would be, it would be. It'd be, it'd be a loved owner just for that. You know, I think he would be, yeah. Even if he was shy, we would love him just because he got back and play and be back in DC. It would be definitely, definitely. Mm. So we'll move on then to what we we love. It's my favourite segment of the week. It's the point where you get to have a little bit of a rant. It is everybody. Scouses sizzle. Yeah, well, I kind of, kind of let slip before what, what my what my sizzle was about today with uh, the O-line. The O-line is just absolutely awful. I mean, there's, it, it comes across like there's no cohesion there. I, I don't know what's happened to John Matsko either, the, the actual coach, because we were singing his praises last season, how good he is, he could stick anybody in it, and it, and it still worked like a dream. What's happened this year? Well, okay, we've, we've lost some talent, sure. Yeah, you know, we lost Sheriff and, and, um, and Flowers. Uh, and, and, and that's where the biggest problem stemmed from. Is the two guard positions? I mean, you could talk about oh, you know, you lost Rulier again, and and I'm down to our third center. The thing is, why have you got that? Um, is Sam Martin? Why, why why have you got him? Yeah, yeah, Zach Martin's brother, isn't it? It's Nick Martin. Yeah. I think he's called Nick yeah. Martin. Sorry, Nick Martin. So why, why why have you got this dude who is at who is an actual center, but you're not playing him because what he can't block? Well, surely he must be okay in blocking. He's he's been a center his whole life. Whereas you go, no, we'll, we'll put Schweitzer in there who can't snap a ball properly. Who keeps killing our quarterback with that? It's either too low, too high. It, it's what are we doing? You know, why are we bringing this guy? I mean, for me, sack off Trey Turner. He's awful. He is goddamn awful. I don't care if he's playing hurt. If you're playing hurt and you can't produce, get off the field. Do you know what I mean? I understand. Yeah, I appraise you. You know, you're hurt and you want to carry on, help your teammates out. But at the end of the day, you start to become a liability if, if, you, if you're injured so much that you can't actually produce on the field. So goodbye. Get rid of him. Get Schweitzer over to right guard, and I'd rather, I'd rather take a chance on him. I'd rather take a chance on Martin as a, a centre, to be honest. At least you know the snaps are going to be good. You know, well, I think we saw a couple help, of games Carson. with we saw a couple of games with Martin, and it was a bit unsteady, wasn't it? It was a bit shaky. Well, he was shaky the because he had no other protections because he just come into the team. Like he didn't even he, yeah. he just rocked up. He was like, oh yeah, I was on my dad's couch, and then he ended up being. You know, on our, starting in the game, you're thinking, shit, he didn't know any of the protections. And that was one of the reasons why Leno got beat so easily by Thibodeau in, in the Giants game, because he, he called it Leno to come into more more shallow, as in like more more kind of narrow, and obviously left Thibodeau wide open because you know, Martin's thinking, I need some guy to help me on this dude coming in the front. So again, that, that, that was a protection problem. That, that was a, an assignment problem more than a, a Leno problem. But that is still... He's been there now a few weeks now, you know, a few months actually. So he should have learned now the protections, the schemes, all the rest of it. I'd rather I'd rather play him rather than Wes Schweitzer there, honestly. And you know, but I say, but I would uh, the guy to go out there would be sack off Trey Turner. At the end of the day, I mate, mean, this off the, the offensive line is just not good enough. I mean, 
even I mean, even in the uh, the run game, normally we say our, our offensive line. Well, it, it, it gets the job done on the ground. You know, it's it's not too bad. Blah blah blah. We average what was a two point five yard to carry against. The, I, I understand the Lions are good defense. I understand a very good defense, especially against the run. I understand that, but you got to do better than that. Um, pass pro, we know it's shocking. It's bloody awful. We need better players, man. We need we need upgrades there massively. And I don't understand why he keeps playing Lucas at right right tackle as well. You got Cosby there, who surely he's hundred percent fit by now. Why is he still in the game? He should be on the bench as well. And I just don't understand. I don't. I don't. Who's the guy who's calling it? Is it is it Ron saying I've got to play these four five guys, or is it? Scott Turner saying, oh, is this the best? This is the best five I've got available at this moment, blah, blah, blah. Or is it Matsko? And the thing is, though, you don't even know which one it is. Normally, you'd say it's Scott, wouldn't you? You'd say it's, it's on the offensive coordinator. But you don't know what Matsko's telling them. That's absolutely and true. I mean, you know, I think for me, <clears throat> it needs to have five. I think we'll see five brand new linemen next year um, across the board. I think we have to. I like Chase Rullier. I think he's a great player. But both he's him, form, man. Yeah, he's, he's two major injuries in two seasons. Same with Lars Larson, two major injuries and in Larson's, two seasons. His, his record's Solid. Been pretty good this year. Solid. I mean, yeah. you know, he's won like, uh, I think he's won six out of eight six. games that he's played. Yeah. And, and you can't argue with that, you know, when he's played the full game, that is. You, know, you, you can't argue with that, even though he, he is he is a backup centre, though. And he still gets he still gets manhandled at times. He's not a great centre. He's just solid. That makes sense. He's like a... You know, he's he's a great backup to have if the if he's fit. Do you see what I mean? Same with Rule, he's a great starter when he's fit. Uh, you know, these guys just aren't staying healthy, man. That's the point. And I think you have to now go out and draft or find in free agency five new starters for me. Um, I think you keep a few of them around for uh, as as backup pieces. I think Rudy A's obviously got a contract, so we've paid him quite handsomely. So he's most likely going to stay around. I think he. I think he's perfect for renegotiations. To be fair, to be scared yeah, to restructure his deal, possibly because it's of a good shout. And then mm. you've got Cosme. We've got to invest in Cosme because he's a high draft pick and he's he's good. You know, he is a good player. Where do you um, where do you see him playing? Where do you see Cosme playing? Right guard for me. You reckon overall right guard eventually? Yeah, I right, don't think okay. he's as good. As, he's. I don't think he's not quite mobile enough or big enough to be a right tackle. And I think when he came out... He's big, though, man. He's like 6'6", he is big. he's big. Yeah, he's big. He and played he's obviously, He played right tackle um, throughout college. But I think when he was graded as coming out, people were saying, we'll put him inside and that will be where he would be, an all-pro guard rather than a pro So bowler. basically another shift. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Sheriff or Sheriff, I think, we call him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Because exactly he, he was the same. He, he, was a, he was a tackle. Yeah. He was a tackle in college, um, and then obviously we transitioned him to, to right guard. Um, the I thing is, Schweitzer man, around as well. Um, because he's, he's in his last year of his deal. Okay, interesting, interesting. So he's he, he, and Trey Turner's in his last year of his deal. He only got one year deal. Norwell still got one more year on his deal, which I think is a shocker. I don't know why the hell he got him on a two year deal for. Absolutely shite. Um, and we've got to mention Charles well, Leno as well here. I mean, the, he's, least... he's he's playing. He's not playing well. He's not playing well at all. Um, I just know um, through the great van, he is playing injured. Even though there's yeah. no nothing on the injury report, um, he's playing. I think, I think his wife I think, let I think, slip, I think it's didn't a bad he? sholdered. Yeah, yeah. His I wife, his wife let on, sl- on Twitter about slip. six, seven yeah. weeks ago that he's playing really banged up, and he, he kept saying stuff like, "You don't know what these players are going through when they're not like you know playing and blah blah blah." So I think um, 
he's definitely playing injured. I think it's shoulder, you know, but I'm unsure. Um, and yeah, so I think that's the reason why his his levels dropped as well. But it, again, he, oh, on the flip side, you want to try, you know, uh, oh, you know, oh, this this offensive line's bad, but you you've you've had loads of injuries and that, and we mentioned the injuries and and that's the reason why it's crap. Okay, well, yeah, I understand that. You know, once you start, you start like you know losing your your, your premier players and, your, and all the other guys are all banged up and injured. I get it, but that's on the roster, isn't it? That's got to be yeah. like kind of the, the next the next man up mentality. If if you if you're not good enough to produce even that, like you've got, I reckon your backup's got to be at least eighty percent of of the of the starter at the very least, maybe even better if you can. You know, ninety percent of the actual main starter, as in quality wise. How good you are at actually playing the game, um, and I think our guys don't, and I think that's the problem. That's the problem. Um, I don't understand where this Chris Paul is as well. I've no idea. He's just he's the only guy who's fit. He's the only guy who's, who's healthy on the line, and he doesn't even get he doesn't even get suited up. How bad? He must be bad. He must be bad. He if must that's be the bad. Case, if that's must, the yeah, case, he must be. He must be. Or he said if... something wrong, or he's pissed somebody off, or something because. You know, I don't understand it. He's the only guy, and he looked—he looked like he got good promise. He looked better than the uh, in college. He looked for most of the games I saw. He looked better than the left tackle, and the left tackle went like first round, I think, or second round. Yeah, he, and this guy looked—I think he went to Dallas. I think I'm unsure. I think he might have. Yeah, it was Penn State, um, wasn't he? He played for Chris Paul, I think. Was it Penn State? I'm unsure. I don't think it was Penn State. No, um, I'll, I'll Google it now. But okay. but to be fair, um, it's um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's um. It's an interesting I'm just not one. impressed, mate. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not <laughs> impressed. With the... I'm not impressed either. And as I, I, I said before, I think we're going to see five new starters. We're going to have to invest heavily in the O-line um, in the off-season through free agency and through the draft. Um, you played for Tulsa. Tulsa, okay. Tulsa. Um, we're yeah. going to have to preview this Browns game then coming up. <clears throat> Six and nine Browns in the AFC North, the bottom of the AFC North. Not been playing very well as of recently, Miles Garrett was benched for off the field um, issues that he had yeah. in the previous game. Is he benched games. this week? No. Is he um, benched this week? No. Well, cheers. Not yeah. at the moment. No. Um, looking at it, <laughs> looking at it, they've got a decent team. I mean, as we just mentioned, we've got Miles Garrett. We've, we've got two good receivers in Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari Cooper, a two-headed monster at running back in Nick Chubb and uh, and Kareem Hunt, Hunt yeah. and and obviously QB position. We can say what we want about Deshaun Watson, but he's not the Deshaun Watson that we saw at the te- at the Texans, and it's going to take him a bit of time. I think they're playing this almost like a preseason, um, having him back in, getting him back under center, and then looking to next season yeah. for him him to play well. But yeah, I mean, they've the got a decent the day, team. They... They've got a decent <clears throat> team, so it's going to be it a tough be, game. They again. should be better than what they are. Their their record is is not as good as it should be, really, for that kind of talent. So again, is that do you blame coaching on that? Because that's the same type of thing we've got going on. We've got a lot of talent, and we're only just kind of mid. And we are mid. Let's face it, we're not elite, and we're not absolutely god awful. I know we, I know we, we say like certain parts of the team are shite, which it is. But they're 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 a bit like us, really. I think in in that in that regard, uh, they've got they've got some good players. They've got some good skill guys. They've got the quarterback, which is what yeah. we don't have. Um, but I says, you know, he's been out, he's been out of the game for like eighteen months. So he's bound to take a long time and, and a brand new scheme as well, trying to learn the new offense. So it's take it's going to take time, that one. And I'm glad we've got him now rather than next season because I think he'll destroy us next season, to be fair. Um, this year, 
he's still trying to figure it out. And I think, you know, it's a definitely a winnable game. And I think I think we do win this one, to be fair. I do too. I think we win this one. I think it's a defensive... Um, the defence is going to win us this game. Um, I'm, obviously, we've got to see how Carson Wentz goes as the starter. That's the biggest question mark for me, is where we're going to be with him under centre. I think the San Francisco game confirmed that we have an elite wide receiver core in Dotson, um, Samuel and Terry McLaurin. You know, with something you can build on for seasons coming. But I think that that is right up there. Um, well, Samuel's only got one year left, by the way. So I know, dude. That. I know, dude. So we're going to have to look. We're going to have to look. We've or, got some or, contract problems. We have folks. got some, contract, got some problems. contract problems. You know, we've got sweat on his fifth-year deal this year. Is it? Or is that next year? I can't remember. I think it's the options now next year. Yeah. So the options next year. So he's on a one-year deal basically next year. Yeah. 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 You've got you've got uh, curl on his last year of his deal. Holcomb. Holcomb, no, Holcomb will be gone this year unless we we, we sign him. Yeah. Curl's got one more year, as in like an extra That's year. That's right. You know what I mean? So, but, but you don't want to leave him thinking about free agency. You want to you want to throw the money and shut love at him this offseason. He's so important to the offense, uh, the defense. We've not, we mentioned it earlier. We have to get him signed up long term. You got to look at pain season. as well. I mean, what what, what are you going to do with exactly pain, pain as well? Pain. Um, or you, what are you going to do? You can play the tag. Okay, you play the tag game with him. That's 18 and a half mil this year. Yeah. So that's the minimum that it's going to cost per year for him. And then you've got to, then got to think about the QB position. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so exactly. Yeah, no. Because let's face it, if you want to keep Carson Wentz, you're not going to keep him at his rate. Why? Because you've got no guaranteed money. So he's not going to play on, on that big that big deal. Do you see what I mean? So we're going to say, well, if you want to keep, if you play well these last two games, we're going to go into Carson Wentz and say, look, mate, We'll, we'll, we'll keep you both for like half the price and you'll go, you'll go see you later. Yeah. So we'll look, at the inju- we'll look at the injury <clears throat> report then. So we'll go through our injury report first. We've got, these are the first lot of did, do not pra- did not practice. So we've got John Bostick with a peck. We've got uh, Sadiq Charles out again with concussion. Um, Antonio Gibson with a foot stroke knee sprain. Um, He's been James- struggling with that foot for ages, man. But now it's a knee as well. He didn't. And Ron Rivera listened to his press uh, presser afterwards, and he was saying he wouldn't be specific as to whereabouts the injury was. And then he basically said yesterday mm-hmm. in the press conference, right? It's it's knee, stroke, foot. He's got both going on at the moment. Um, James Smith Williams came out of the game with a concussion, and he oh. did not practice too. Chase mm-hmm. Young did not practice with an illness yesterday. Okay, that's so I'm interesting. Hoping, I'm hoping that he will be okay. Cam Curl was limited with an ankle. Norwell was limited with a shoulder. Benjamin St. Juice limited with an ankle. Shaka Tony limited with an ankle. And Brian Robinson. How was he injured? Was... <laughs> I have no idea. And Brian Robinson was full with a quad. So that was our injury report. And the ones I've picked out from the Browns side, Miles Garrett didn't practice yesterday. Um, not specific. Uh, it was just, I think it was down to disciplinary stuff again. Uh, Jedrick Wills, uh, one of the offensive tackles they took uh, in the first round a couple of years back. Uh, he did not practice. Uh, again, not specific on what they had. Jadeian Clowney was limited with concussion. Uh, Kareem Hunt with a shoulder has come back as full. So it looks like he will play on uh, Sunday. And then Denzel Ward. Um, was also full with a shoulder. So they're getting a few players back 
healthy. So and so was that, good, man. Yeah, and that two and that two corner. redded um, is a good corner, and then two that two running um, running backs tandem there with Hunt. The thing, and the, the thing Nick is, Chubb. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I mean, Nick Chubb is probably the best, the yeah. best, probably the number one running back. I think he's better than Henry. I think he's better than Saquon. I think he's I don't think he's as good as Cook for me, but I think uh, Minnesota. Oh, Cook's got fumble problems, man. Um, I think you know, for me, Chubb's the best. But the thing is for us is that we are set up to defend the run on our defense. So that's why I'm not worried about that. But I'm more worried about what Watson can do with us with his arm. Yeah. He can run as well, obviously, but I'm talking about kind of um, what what is actual like, is receiving cause like we're banged up on the on, on our uh, secondary. You know, we've got St. St. Goat injured, we've got Flame and um Curl injured, who's, who's all, all banged up and limited. So it's not going to be at hundred percent playing in this game, and I think you know as you mentioned before, People's Jones is decent. They got another couple of guys as well. Uh, a, a Cooper you mentioned, yeah, um, Cooper. Yeah. You know, again, he was a wide receiver one at Dallas. So and Dallas was number one offense last year. So shows how good that dude is. Um, and that's I think that's where we've got to be really on our game there because we're gonna if we let if you let Deshaun get time. In the pocket, we're going to be get we, we'll get killed. Even if he is getting used to the offense, he'll he'll kill us. So, so what do you think is the keys to victory here, then, Scouts? Victory there straight away. First one, they got to get pressure to Deshaun. You can't pressure. give him. You can't give him. You cannot give him the time in the pocket. You've also got to keep an eye on his legs as well, which is difficult. And we always seem to struggle against QBs. You can do that. At mobile our, QBs kill us. Mobile mate, QBs kill us time. all the time. Yeah, because we've got shocking, shocking uh, linebackers. You know, you have got the boss stick, and you've got um. You know the other dude. I think Bostix. Yeah, I think I think I think he got Bostix injured his ankle because he got turned over by Saint all that time. Remember you turned him inside <laughs> yeah, out. Did, yeah, he broke did. his ankles, mate. That's what that was. Uh, so that was the end of him. And I think like, and that's the problem with Bostic. It's like is he, he can read it in his mind. He's there, but his body can't do it. And, yeah, and I think that must be so frustrating for him. Must so frustrating for him. But um, and end of the day, mobile quarterbacks kill us. Why? Because if you if you leave Davis as the spy. You got you the two you got Mayo or you the dude you know what I mean and they're just they're just fucking shite do you know what I mean they are rubbish they should not be in an NFL team none of them two Mayo or you know I'm I'm just uh yeah so that's where I'm worried about it I'm worried about kind of Deshaun's presence being able to run up the middle you know use his legs um and, and so we got we got to limit that we definitely got to limit that we have got to limit I say um the time he's got in the pocket. But again, that nearly every week is doing the same thing, isn't it? For every quarterback, really, you put pressure on him, he makes more mistakes. And we got to get turnovers. We get the chance to pick it off. We've got to pick it off. We can't afford to drop that pass or or anything like that. We've got to make. We've got to play solid football, otherwise we're not going to win this game. Simple as that. Yeah, it's that that old cliche of complementary football on all sides, mm. isn't it? You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what we boil down to for me. And I think we have to we have to score on red zone opportunities. We have to. We simply cannot give up red zone opportunities. If we're in that red zone, we have to punch it in for seven every single time. Otherwise, we're just not going to win this. I think they know that this is it now. You know, I think the the pressure's on. They all want to be there. You're a professional athlete. You're a professional sportsman. You want to do the best that you can possibly do. I think having these two games at home and having the Browns at home, you know, out of and they're not in our conference. They're not playing very well. It bodes well for us to win this game, and I do think we win this game. I'm going to stick my neck out on the line here and say 24-17 win for the Commanders. Well, you yeah, I, 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 I think something similar. To be fair, I do. Um, I think it will be, 
it'll be close all the way through the game, and then I think we'll just take it towards the end. I think that's what will happen. Um, but I'm going to be, I'm going to say more like 27, 21. That's what I think. Oh, okay. Um, so higher points got, total this week then. Higher points. I think we're going to get more points. I think we're going to score more points because we've got Carson Wentz there. I think the key is as well for, from the keys of victory from an offensive side of things, we have got to protect Carson Wentz when he's throwing the ball. We have to. We, we, we've got to do, even if you've got to do max protect, we've got to do something to keep him up right so he can actually throw the ball you know, with more than one second of time to be able to read three three guys' running patterns. Double you know, teaming, as you've mentioned before. You've got a double team. Yeah. You've got a double team studs. Garrett, you've got a double team him. You know, he's, he's, he's too good to go one on one. Another scheme problem the tight ends blocking one on one against top elite uh, defensive ends doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense. We got to sort we got to sort that out, man. And I and I think that that's a Scott Turner problem again. So he ha- he can't afford to leave a Logan Thomas up against Garrett one on one. Or a John Bates. Yeah, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, I it? mean John Bates is actually a better blocker, but he's regressed. But I think he's regressed because how bad the offensive line is. Uh, you know, um last season he had when he was up against he had he had um Sheriff uh, and the Rulier and, uh, you know, Flowers all doing the kind of, you know, the protections and all the rest of it. Um, so that helped him a lot because he had experienced vets who were actually good at playing. Do yeah, I don't I mean? think the chip-ins worked either, where you ask the tackle to to hit, you know what I mean, hit the, the, the rush and then the tight end takes that block over and continues mm-hmm. that block. That just hasn't worked either in the scheme. So asking mm-hmm. people to chip these uh, edge rushes, it, it hasn't worked at all. So you're right. Yeah. You either maul them out the way or you hold as, as you, you, you're not hold. That's not what we want to see, obviously, but you hold them to what you can hold them to. You know, if you can get away with, with, with your hands a bit higher up, then try and get away with it. But double teaming is probably going to be the answer for Garrett. I don't yeah, think I've they've got a... much, much on the other side in Jadavian Clowney if he does play. Well, he's, he, well, he's banged up. And I was, don't forget, yeah. this guy, was, was, was he a number one? He was elite. He was elite. He was yeah, a number, he number one pick, man, pick. coming out of college. Um, I know he had a bad injury with his knee and he needed microfracture surgery. I remember that, um, which obviously took him a long time to get back from. Um, so he, still, he's still good. You know what I mean? He's, he's just not great, you know, like like we expect him to be. Um, but yeah, but to be fair, mate, our offensive line will make anybody look good, to be honest. Yeah, 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 I agree with you. So we'll move on then to our game of the week. And this week we've chose uh, an NFC South battle, uh, one that has massive playoff implications for the NFC South. It's who's going to win the division. It's Tampa Bay at home to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Tom Brady uh, going up against uh, PJ Walker, I believe, is going to be their uh, starting QB. It might be Sam Darnold. I'm not sure who it's which, which one it's going to be yet. Uh, Tampa Why is Bay he with or something because Darnold's a starter since um, oh, Mayweather uh, Mayfield left. Yeah, yeah, it might. I, I I can't remember to be honest with I, you. Who, I, I don't who know if he was injured or not. You're telling PJ Walker. I know. I know Darnold's won a couple of games there recently. Yeah, um, he just started there. So Panthers not, are coming up. Panthers are cut got six and nine at the minute and have just started to roll into the um the playoff picture. Playing really well for Steve Wilkes at the minute is an interim head coach since Matt Rule was fired. Um and you know, they're doing really well. I did not expect that two-back tandem run that they got last week against the Lions. I fully expected the Lions to go out and absolutely batter the Panthers. And they came out with over 306 yards in running. Um, you know, it absolutely killed the uh, the, the Lions. I called it. I called you did. it. You I, did. I said so, Carolina yeah, win that did. game. 
Mm-hmm. And Tampa Bay um, are not very good in run protection. Um, so this would be, could be a really good opportunity for the Panthers. Uh, Tuba Hubbard, you know, very good running back. And Deontay Foreman, again, is an extremely good running back as well. And they, they just killed the Lions last week. They absolutely killed the Lions. And from looking back at the stats from uh, the Tampa Bay game, I mean, they just squeaked past Arizona, I believe. And Arizona had Trace McSorley at quarterback. So not a good game um, from Tom Brady again, but he just seems to be getting enough done with Leonard Fournette, Mike Williams, uh, sorry, Mike White. Evans and and Mike and White. Um, you know the, the, the back. He, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's become RB one there really at the uh, last few weeks because because Fournette's not been doing it. So, um, so I'll get that. Yeah. So what? What? Are you, obviously, massive playoff implications here. Tom Brady can he get into the dance if they win this game? Tampa Bay have won the division with an eight and eight record, which is pretty shocking to be honest with you. You would not expect a. I would mean, he we win? Would we actually? Would he actually win? That yeah, game? I think that's them. I think that's them. If they because obviously you've got. Um, Jack, I think the Panthers are the next. Panthers are the next. Um, next ones down, I believe. Let me. Um, let me down. Google this one because we obviously you know on the fly here doing a bit of googling. So yeah, if you're listening <laughs> and you're still with us, well done. But yeah, um, not being not been a great season for Tom. He's he's kind of looking mortal. Um, you know, at the moment, and he looks like. Yeah, well, he's old. He probably should have. <laughs> he probably should have hung it up. Yeah, so you've got here six What's and called? nine Saints. You've got mm-hmm. the five and you've got bottom five and ten Falcons. Six and nine Saints. Six and nine Panthers. And seven and eight um, Buccaneers. So obviously that'll yeah, take them to eight, eight and eight. Division. So yeah, yeah, Buccaneers will be Buccaneers will, will win the division. Yeah, if they this. win the division, if they beat them, if they beat uh, Carolina this week, Carolina because yeah. Carolina's their next their next challengers. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so for me, I, th- I, th- I do think Tampa win this one, actually. I do think they win it. I think um, at home, yeah. They're at home. Uh, okay, as you mentioned before, Tom Brady's not playing that well, but he's doing just enough to get by. Um, they're not going to do much beat, in the playoffs. Carolina beat them in uh, in Carolina earlier, though, in the season. Yeah, yeah. Which you, was you, totally you, unexpected. Well, see, Carolina, see Carolina since since Wilkes has come back in there, the defense is looking absolutely like you know mm-hmm. lights out. It's looking really good, um, and obviously they got a good run game as you said. So, the Carolina was set up to beat to beat a Tampa Bay team. They are set up to beat them because um, you got to keep. Because well, normally, what you do to the keys to beat Tampa Bay normally would be keep Tom Brady off the field, and and they can do that. They can do the long drives because of the long because of the run games that they've got. Um, but I still think Tampa got too much for them. I think they're at home, as you mentioned before. They've got loads of weapons. Um, and I just think, even though they're all Lions crap, and it is, they've got they a few injuries there. They lost Jensen before the season started, which they is did, the centre. Yeah. And he and he's, he's, he was huge for them. Um, and that, and that's, that was one of the reasons why Tom Tom Brady actually came back out, because to play with Jensen, that's how good Jensen is. Um, didn't like his kids, mate. That's what it was. <laughs> like his wife, just like yeah. his wife, either. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, but yeah. So so for my side of things, it's kind of like you know, I, th- I do think Tampa win it. Um, but it will be it will be a tight game, though. I think this will be a really tight game, and I'm, I'm you know, if I wasn't watching the the Commanders, I'd be really looking forward to watching this game. And um, yeah, for me, I think Tampa Bay just squeak this through, and we do see Tom Brady <laughs> in the playoffs. So yeah. Um, only other news, then we'll finish off with any other news. We got a tweet. Um. On our podcast here uh, from Mike Allen. Um, so cheers, Mike. Thanks for the question. 
And he asked, uh, are, we, are we better? Are we a better team than we were three years ago under Rom? In some cases, we have many better players, but we don't. Do we have a better team? If we did like a pros and cons list for Riverboat Rom, I think the cons might win. Is what he's saying. Um, what are your thoughts on that as a as a team? Do you think we're better than we were um, under Rom three years from three years ago? I think I think I think he's spot on. I think um, you know we have got better players. We've definitely got better players than than, than we had than we had two years ago. Um, but as you say before, about kind of a team, as in team ethic, team team cohesion, um, there's definitely definitely lacking still. I think, I think the problem is overall. I think it's Ron being too. Um, he's very trusted and very loyal, and I think that's the biggest problem with him and Scott Turner. Scott Turner is is not a good coach. He's not a he's not he's not a good coach. He's not a good offensive coordinator. Um, and he won't be a good head coach when he eventually gets one of those because I don't know why people are thinking of him as a new head coach for next season. He's awful. He's genuinely awful. His ego is horrific. Um, and but I think that's a big problem. And um, because obviously Ron is a defensive guy, he just lets the offense offensive guys just do what they want. Basically, he trusts them to get the job done. And Scott Turner's doing a, I reckon, an F rated. Performance over the season. I think he should, with the talent we've got, we should put him 30 points up every week, 28 minimum every week. This team is, this offense is that good as in like player skill position wise, receivers, all the rest of running backs. Um, um, also, on the flip side, you've got to think about um, the offensive line was better two years ago than it is now. So, from that side of things, you'd say, it's got worse, <laughs> so so we so you, you, you could you could um, argue it either way, really. Um, for me, I think there is improvements. I do think it's a better team, a better uh, squad, but still not anywhere near that it needs to be. And it's, there's still a lot more that needs to be done here. It's not a finished article at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's there's still some um, some bits that we need to sort out. I mean the. The, the pure um, looking at the linebacker position and the way that we have not addressed that in any way, strict shape or form. We all knew the linebacker position was the was one of the key. And that's on I think one. They, that's on one. And on, on the Martys and on the Martys yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And on, and on JDR, both linebackers. And you think you surely you'd be <laughs> yeah. able to spot a linebacker? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously not. But it's it's funny. I mean, when, listen, and that's no sh- no shame on Jamin Davis, who's actually played really well. Um, and we know you can see the potential there. You can see, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't teach what he's got, which is pure athleticism. But we um, knew it would be one season. We had to give him that first season to get used yeah. to the game, to the speed and of the game. That's the risk you see when you go when you go first round. You expect him to hit the ground running and be like a leader straight away and, and be the ban. Um, but obviously, with him, he just, he just needs to learn the game. He just needs to learn it better. And he is. He's getting better. So I'm I think obviously we spoke ad nauseum about um, the offensive line. Uh, I think they went out there hoping that they would get the Andrew Norwell pro bowler, the Trey Turner uh, perennial <laughs> yeah, pro, all, bowler. You know, all, yeah, pro, pro bowler and all pros, you know, they, yeah. and they were, you know, they were, you can't look that far about two seasons ago, they were doing really well for Jacksonville and um, the Steelers respectively for both of them. And I think they thought well, we're going to sign these guys and it's not going to be a big drop off. And the drop off has been enormous. Um, mm-hmm. So we haven't played well in this group this season. 
Um, I think Ron has come in and it isn't been about on field really for me. It's about the culture and about the change that he's made off the field and the way that he's able to stand behind the mic and take the pressure off the players. I will, t- you know, you hear him say, I'll take everything that comes at us as a team. You just do your jobs and play football. And I think we needed that at the time. I don't think there was a better coach to come in to the team at the time to do that role. Um, you know, I think his, hot, his seat was hot probably towards the start of the season. Now we are in exactly the same position we've been in for the last two seasons where we've won seven games and we want to try and punch our ticket to the postseason. You know, it's great to be talking about postseason football, you know, nearly mm-hmm. coming into January. I mean, we're on the 29th of December now and we're still talking about two games this left. Is what, this is what you want as a fan. You want to be saying, of course I want is. to be playing in the playoffs. We've got a chance to be in the playoffs. And if you think about it, over the last two years of Vaughn's tenure, if he gets in the playoffs this year, that's two out of three seasons he's made the playoffs. There you go. Yeah. And even though, yes, it might have a 7-9 record when we won the division, doesn't matter. We still got in. Do you see what I mean? So, so and but again, I don't think I don't think we we anyone in their right mind thought that the NFC East was going to be as competitive as it was this year. You know, you've got if you stopped it to today, fair, all four teams. Did you really? Okay, well, fair play to you. I did. Uh, I well, did because of the schedule, because of the teams that were playing. We, we, last mm-hmm. season, we played the top seven quarterbacks, like in, in the NFL, the whole NFL. We played them all. So did they because they're in the same division as us. See what I mean? This season, we haven't played any real elite quarterback. Have we? I mean, go, go back to any match we've played this season. Who we played is purely Rod- elite. Rogers. He's on his way out, man. Yeah, no, I, know. He, I know. Who else is pure elite that we've played? Kirk Cousins. No, he's not pure elite. He's top 12, maybe. Yeah. Anybody Trevor else? Lawrence could be. But yeah, he's a could be. He's still he's, 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 he's second year, he's a second year quarterback. Yeah, I know. You see what I mean? These guys aren't elite. And this is the thing, even coming into the, uh, the last two games, you've got you've got the first elite quarterback, and even then he's he's, he's been out for 18 months, so he's not going to be at the elite level yet. Yeah. And so we got away with that. And 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 that's the same with you. And don't forget, look at the other other teams in our division. They've, they've played the same schedule, they've played the same yeah. teams, same divisions. Divisions have been shite. Let's face it. The, we, we, we've gone through um, the uh, who do we play the, um, the the Colts division. We we yeah. basically all our teams have beat all them. Basically, I think there's only one loss, and that was us. You know, yes, yeah, so it's the, the, it, was the it, it was the NFC North and the uh, AFC South. Yeah, it was all team. shocking. Both those divisions are crap, aren't they? Yeah, you, you look, look, at, look at those teams there. Seven besides and eight, Minnesota. Jackson, Jackson besides top. Minnesota. Besides Minnesota. And we should argue, yeah, exactly. And you could argue Minnesota's record as well because you know they've had three or four games where over time or they've hit a, you know they've hit a crossbar to win in London. There's lots of games there they could have lost. Um, yeah. and they've been they've been quite they've had yeah. the luck. They've had the luck there. Yeah, and this but is yeah. Easier. So so when you look at the schedule at the start of the season, this was the first time I thought, look, we're not playing true elite quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We we could we we should win. I said I said we should win at least 10 games. Now again, we're not going to win ten games. No, yeah, I had us as nine. Goals. I had us winning nine. You know, um, but some people were saying eleven, twelve. Some people were saying that we should get that because of how good the schedule actually is. Um, you know, and even when we took on a San Fran, we took on a third stringer. Yeah, you see what I mean? I'm okay. We lost. <laughs> you know, um, so it, it just kind of goes to show. It's kind of like, well, I, I knew the NFC East was going to be the NFC Beast this year. I did. I did. I, I just thought the Giants would be worse than what they are. 
that's all I thought. I thought we would be the third team. I thought we would be the third um, in our division and Giants would still be near the bottom. But they are better coached than we are. And that's to be to go back yep. to to go back to Mike's question, I think we're better under Ron than we were three years ago. I mean, we gave Jay Gruden five years. I think we'd give Ron at least another season. Um, and then obviously it all depends on ownership change. If we get a new owner in, are we going to be in the perennial cycle of blowing it up, rolling it back round? Or do we stick with Ron and, you know, hope that this new ownership in its first year, they, they push through and say, OK, Ron, you do your football side, we'll do the business side and you continue with doing what you're doing. But I actually think we might end up with Ron being GM or in, in the in the front office somewhere, some sort of player personnel role. Who knows? I think he's the right man to do that. The respect there, you can see the respect there from the Pro Bowl um, videos that the, you see. Yeah, and from the players the love him, man. The, the players the, will. And that's the other thing is you not see you won't see a single player in the NFL who's coached or been coached by Ron Rivera say a bad word about him. And that for me says everything there is about the man. You know the mm-hmm. integrity's there, the the discipline. Oh yeah, there. He's, he's, he's he's a great leader. That's what he is. He's a great leader. But and you can't so, make say, these players play. That's the only thing you can't yeah, do. You've got to you've got to do your job. At the end of the day, you can motivate them as much as you can. But in the, the day, you got to go out there and produce. That's what you're getting mm-hmm. paid your millions for, bro. Do you know what I mean? So. You got to go out there and produce, and if you don't, then the only thing is, is that he isn't ruthless. Yeah, that's the only he's a bit thing. Too loyal. He's a bit too loyal. He's Look too at the loyal, Sam Mills. Look at the Sam con. Mills thing. Yeah, he you wasn't know, good enough. The, the defensive line had been saying for years that he's shit. Get rid of him, and he wouldn't uh, up until he was gone for that week where he went to see his dad in the, the, the going to the Hall, the Hall of, of Fame. Fame, Hall of Fame, and then all the fan, and then when he realised how bad he actually was, how good the defense was playing, the line was playing when he wasn't there in training, he realised he had to get rid of him. And Jeff so Skinning has come in and done a decent job, to be fair. Yeah, he's you know, and, fair, and fair Ryan Kerrigan. You've got to yeah, give yeah, Kerrigan. Yeah, and I think that might be the reason well. why, why, why Young's playing is, is Bell's bought into it, because he actually respects Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, I remember one of the videos early on in the season, like, like in, in like... Um, when was he it when Kerrigan first was retiring? Around. No, no, it was... What, yeah, yeah, exactly. When Kerrigan was just around the, around the, 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 the team for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then and, and, so, and Young was like, Said to him, like, look, I said, I've, I've respected you since I was like third, fifth grade or whatever it was. I said, yeah. you know, so so when he says something, Young's going to listen. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, he's going to get the best out of him. I think they've done a great job, then, too. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I think there's, there's definitely pros and cons, Mike. There definitely is. Um, I, I think I'd rather take what he is than, than what some of the like, other douchebag uh, head coach that you could get coming in. You know, let's face it, who are we going to get if we try and get rid of him? Who've you got? You're I have gonna, no you, idea. You're going to get somebody either who's massively inexperienced because you don't want to deal with all this shit, and they won't be they won't be able to handle the heat here because it is, it's the media is is, is harsh, um the, and obviously the Dan Snyder crap that keeps coming up. So there's always something new going on, something new in the background that you, uh, even though it's not really to do with you, you really are because you get grilled by the media about it all the time. So for me, it's like. I stick with Ron Rivera all the way. Uh, ultra respect for the dude. Um, you know, even even carried on playing. He even carried on coaching through cancer, man. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He and could have retired. He could have well, retired man. after that. He could have just went. You know what, boys? I don't need this shit. See you later. I don't need the money. I'm loaded. You know, he's played. He's been in the NFL for like 15 years as a coach and player. Uh, you know, so 20 years even. Um, yeah. He doesn't need the money. It's not about the money for him. You know, it's about kind of building something. Um, oh, and all we give him is grief. He's shit. He's only he only wins seven games. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, okay, he only wins seven games. But if if he was in charge of a, an actual decent organization, I think he'd do a lot better. I really do. 
Well, I think the organisation's on the change and it's on the turn. And I think that we will see. And that's why you've got to give one the chance, man. And you've got to, as as you said, you've got to give him the chance. But Mike, great question. Really appreciate you reaching out on social media to us. Um, You can find us on social media. My Twitter is at ScottyH84. Scouse here is ScouseAndy20. Uh, I never remember our own Twitter handle. Is it one point safety four? Is that That's what right. we are? Mm-hmm. Yep, perfect. I've got it right the this week, four. which is yeah, a miracle. Number the number yeah, four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's us wrapped up for this week. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, we noticed that 60% of our listeners are not subscribed to the podcast. So please subscribe. We have another um foreign it's country. Free. It's free. Yeah, I'm going to pay it's free. Anyone. Yeah, we've got another foreign country that's popped up on the list. So whoever's listening in uh, Singapore, thank you very much for listening. Um, we really appreciate you listening in uh, in Singapore. Wow. Um, worldwide yeah, now, bro. Worldwide. worldwide, mate. Worldwide. That's where we're going with it. So we'll be back next week to uh, talk about the Browns game and preview the Cowboys game. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you as always. Stay safe. Have a great Christmas um, break while you're on. I hope you had a great Christmas and a great new year. Thanks again, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast and if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.